This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. From Race Wars Podcast, this is Unhirable with White Karen and Go To Gay Tommy. We're back. Cello. Oh my God. So this time. Karen. Let's do a hard launch of the Patreon right now, since Fuck we soft-launched yeah. it without one. <laughs> we did. Well, we announced the Patreon we didn't have, and then we didn't exactly know uh, we how to use it. We just got it together. <laughs> so, we, okay, so here's the thing. Also, to anybody who already subscribed, that's super cool. Thank you very much. It's like $3 for everything. And there's 11 of you. And the- <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, we're not supposed to talk about the number, though, right? Isn't that what you said? Or we're That's not what Shelby to- said. He oh, said okay. it's bad for business. He oh. basically said we'd be, I don't know, unemployable if we did something oh, like that. Oh, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so, for the $33. But anyway, we'll, we'll link it in our whatever, Twitty and whatever, if you guys want to follow us. It's three bucks, and we just are putting all this stuff up. We um, <laughs> I now accept so, friendships from people I don't know. Yeah, but why that, not? Well, well I'm a little more... Ca- I, I'm a woman, so I have to be a little careful. Oh, wait, but can we just tell them? So we're doing... Um, a new series called uh, Gail and Oprah Talk Before Bed based on the real life Gail and Oprah Talk Before Bed. Yeah, because <laughs> so they used far, to do that. Right, they recorded it. That's what you said. Okay, so this was totally Tommy's idea, obviously. And then um, we put Nobody one up already. Nobody thought came up with Oprah. Well, actually, you could. It's I a pretty gay have. thing to... Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, they, yeah. they know me. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we like, so we got into kind of a fight. Surprise! <laughs> At 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> I got home from bartending. I was Last like ready week. to murder somebody. <sighs> what did I do? What had I done that night? Do you remember? Did I do yeah, a show? Yeah, you know, you were at Stand Up New York hanging oh, out. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. That's where we are right now. Yeah. I had FaceTime Kate Wolf until my battery died. Anyway. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. you came to hang out at Stand Up New York so that you could FaceTime Kate Wolf. So she called me. I was I remember. It, OK, so I'd woken up really late, like at three in the afternoon. <laughs> this is obviously the weekend, but actually it might not have been. <laughs> and I went to get a piece of pizza before I came here to hang out because I didn't have anything to do. And uh, she ended up FaceTiming me. And then we were talking about like all this kind of sex shit. And all these people came into the pizza place across the street from here. And they were like a thousand years old. I, I just like couldn't do I couldn't carry on a FaceTime conversation in front of the ancients. So. Yeah. Well, about sex, too, with Kate Wolf. It was. So, and it's and, you know, yes. Right. Kate Wolf so has like sexual Tourette's. I am <laughs> li- really serious. I am dying to go to that dance party. The me. <gasps> Are you conscious going? dancing? Yeah, we're going. Oh, my God. We're 100 yes. percent going. Remember when you asked her if we could podcast from it? And she's like, no. No, everybody else ganged up on me. I believe you were like, no, idiot. Okay. Oh, I 100% was. If I said, if I didn't say no, I definitely said idiot. You and Sherrod will take anybody's side against mine. <laughs> I don't know that that's entirely true, but it Not probably you, is. <laughs> no, but it is fun to have an enemy and my, my best podcast friend. <laughs> We're like you mean a, a father, a fan of a chocolate and vanilla father. <laughs> so I'm, I'm your I'm your gay brother that I'm your gay stepbrother that came into the family late <laughs> <laughs> and is struggling for attention. <laughs> and everyone here's the, well, the bitch of this family is that you did get here late and everyone loves you so much more than me. I know, but you're <laughs> actually more talented than I am, so that will pay off. In Fine, the <laughs> I'll take it. My charm <laughs> will only go so far <laughs> before everyone realizes I'm just a hack. <laughs> Uh, well, we're both like the same kind of boiled shrimp person, so yeah. it's like really believable that we'd be related. Yeah, totally. And we're both like you know on like we take similar uh, stances on things, but I don't mean that we have kind the of. same views. But I mean like the stance we take in our positions. Uh huh. Right. right. Both, the, it, it's like aggressive cunt stance. Yeah, exactly. Literally a thousand percent of the time. Uh-huh, always. Like yeah, I'm yeah, ready yeah. to fight. Pretty much. You know. And, and I so why am this. I so confrontational? And so are you. Completely. Yeah, you're ready. Like you're combative. I'm a monster. I'm not even <laughs> joking you. I'm a I'm a monster at my bartending job. Why? Because I don't handle incompetence well. I like on the really, part of the servers. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I we work for the best. I think the best people in New York City doing restaurants. I can't talk about where I work. I know, I know. But I we, we like we're really privileged to work for the best people. Mm-hmm. So when I see people that are being lazy, it makes me crazy because we're so busy. We're so busy. We're so busy. I I can't even stress to you how, like four nights a week, I spend eight hours. Like feeling like I'm gonna have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! No, I can never go back to restaurant work. I'm not like too good for it or whatever. I mean, 
I'm not, but, (laughs) but I can't, that was it. I would like, I would have panic attacks the entire time. It's like the consequences of fucking up even the smallest thing are so immediate because people just scream at you and get so irate. Yeah. And it's constant. And everybody who walks in when you're a server or a bartender or whatever is like your boss, kind of. Yeah. So you have a thousand bosses a night. It totally sucks dick and everybody's on their power trip shit. And like, yeah, that's a that's a whole thing I don't want to do. So I think that's why the people that I work for are so amazing is because I, I have often felt, and I've been working in restaurants for 10 years, that I'm above working in restaurants. Until I started really working at this restaurant where I feel completely beneath the women that I work for. You just needed to find the right lesbians. That's really, it's going to be so easy to figure out who I work for. <laughs> um, should we bleep it? I, don't I mean, know. nobody no, no, cares. No. But whatever, it's fine. I mean, they're, they're amazing people. I'm not saying anything. You've mentioned this true. before, though, by the way. I didn't just out you as working for lesbians. You've no, said I, that before. I, I publicly say that like a million times everyone you tweet should about work it. for lesbians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. This no, has no, been no. Your thing. Um, totally. And I, I think I have probably on social media. But anyway, I just don't like to make that a thing because that is very separate. But what I will say is that. Um, Working for people that are at a level, and this is like even like being on race wars, right? Like Sherrod and Kurt are at a level mm. that there's like I'm I'm completely beneath. I I would say maybe in the comedy world, like 100, you're I'm beneath, very far beneath. But there's no resentment about being beneath it, and mm-hmm. similarly, there's no resentment about. And I'm not trying to be a comic, but just in terms of like being somebody who produces content and art in the world, um, the way Sherrod and Kurt do. Like, it's inspiring to be around that. And it's inspiring to be around, like, the people that I work for. Competence is always inspiring in, like, every single context. There's not a single context where it's not, like, really outstanding. Do you know what I mean? To see somebody just know exactly how to do it. Literally anything, though. Like, could yeah. be anything. You could watch any somebody do anything. Yeah. And I, it, competence is, like, so... Um, Rare. <laughs> what are you the most competent at in your life? Mm-hmm. That's a hard question. Not because I have so many competing competencies. <laughs> or what's like an automatic competence? Like for me, I realize I've realized recently that bartending is like a tremendous competency that I have, but I don't want to. I don't want to. It's like weird. It's like the thing that I think that I can do better than most people. Uh. I, um, my competencies are writing, so I've always made a living, Mm -hmm. and, like, kind of, and Kate Wolf is like this too, and so is Sherrod, like, reading people in a way of, like, seeing their intentions, do you know what I'm saying? Like, just, like, seeing things for, people for what they are, like, that's, like, I know that's super vague, but I swear to God, that's just, like, a thing. I just, like, can get a vibe off of someone right away, and I'm not, like... Kate has, like, a whole, like, uh, system surrounding it, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't really know what that is. It's very, it's Dune-like if you, anybody would pick up Dune. Well, it's God-like, too, if you pick up God. Well. And it's, but, I mean, it just depends on how you interpret it. It depends also on how you interpret God, right? Because if you're of the opinion that, like, God's in all of us, right? And God, like, like not the guy God or whatever, like, the character God, right? But just, like, whatever God is, right? Be ineffable. If you believe that it's like every one of us has the same thing that animates us, right? Then it is about God. Because reading people, and reading sounds like not the right word either because it sounds manipulative. I just mean like, I don't know, just like seeing people, right? Um, Is not really about reading anybody. It's really about noticing your own reactions to stuff, right? So you like, you know yourself. If you know yourself, you know everybody. Uh, Or you're willing to at least... Engage people honestly, I think. Like, the more the more honest you are with yourself, uh, the less you have to work through when you're meeting a new person. The less self-hatred you have to work through that you project onto them and then take out his irritation on them. Well, you know what? I find that tons of people, like, and I've also been guilty of this, but it's a thousand percent of the time not true. People assume that their feeling about a specific situation is unique to them and therefore unrelatable. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people feel unique in their feelings, and nobody really is. You're not unique in how you feel. Like, it's that's not to be, like, dismissive of your feelings. That's exactly the opposite. Like, every single thing you do and feel is relatable. And even in terms of, like, the extremes of people's behavior. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, short you're of, like, about... when, when you watch, like, prison shows and stuff, when you see, like, the real sociopaths who just, like, hurting people, that's not a thing that I relate to. But 
short of that, it is kind of, you know what I mean? Like it's really hard to judge people because I find everybody so relatable. Like when you see those shows and some guy just did a fucked up thing because he fucked up. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, wow, that could be any of us. Cause it could, I yeah. guess that's what it is. It's that this could be any of us. And like, you could be me easily feeling, but we live in a society and a place that I think that you really actually would see this is in a restaurant and where, where these skills come really in, in him because you're constantly meeting new people and having to make snap judgments on either side, I guess. But like, especially if you're a restaurant worker, you basically have to sum somebody up right away and determine how they want to be engaged. Mm. Um, God, it was the worst. Yeah. And it's, it, it can be really taxing and you have to talk to people a lot and, uh, you know, so that's there, there's a labor in that, and that can be really it's so tiring. exhausting. Oh my god, that's also why I stopped teaching. It was face to face with people where you're expected to provide is a whole fucking song and dance. Like anything that's even remotely service related, remotely, because teaching is a service of sorts. And the kind of teaching I did, which was not for credit, right? It was like a private little language school that if you had some money to kick around, you would go. Um, that that's truly a service, right? Because they don't. They're paying and it's not like. But I understand I mean? that because, you know, like we talked about last week about our educational history. And I like two years ago, three years ago, went back to finish my degree and take the <laughs> yeah. the general ed requirements that I'd been putting off since 2002, um, the four of them. And then I was taking the statistics class and my professor just he kept contradicting himself mm. and I would point out where he was contradicting himself because he didn't understand how to teach the material. He obviously knew the material. It's totally different than teaching. But he didn't understand how to teach it. So he would like contradict himself a lot. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. And then I would prove it to him and we would get into fights about it. Well, and then he made me do a group project one time and I'm surrounded by morons. And course. I had a hundred percent average in this class. I had a hundred percent. I ended up finishing with over a hundred percent average. Spoiler alert. But we had to do <laughs> one group quiz. Oh. And a group I, quiz? The a group shit is quiz that? that he gave us three minutes at the end of class to do. I was like, oh, there's great. five questions on this. No fucking way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, he was like, well, why don't you stay late? And I was like, because the class is fucking over. And I was like, also, don't put me in a group with people who are getting 40s on their quizzes. Did you go to a school for wayward boys in the 1920s? Oh, my God, I did. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I went to a school for wayward boys <laughs> when I was in sixth grade on an island. It was a boarding school. You it had to take like a boat to. sounds like how you would talk to wayward boys. Yeah. <laughs> Be less wayward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but this is the thing. I will throw a fit pretty much anywhere. Uh -huh. um, Whatever. I was with fit and it's because I don't I can't handle incompetence mm. and I can't handle laziness. Those two things totally are things I, mean, I don't like about myself. The word and totally and the the ugly thing also is when people put it on uh, somebody else, right? Like I also used to have pain in the ass students who like I I mean I was good at my job, but like once in a while someone would be like kind of be a pain in the ass and be like, "Okay, but what about this? You said this before." And that is annoying. It is annoying cuz certain students are always like trying to get up your ass like That's that. That's me. However, as a teacher, your job, like you have this one fucking job, which is to teach well, right? So like if he'd been doing his job, you wouldn't have done that. Yeah. That's but literally the whole thing. Also, like the thing is But is also that some students just suck a dick. Well, some people are rotten. I'll never forget, I always think about this, not just with babies, but like I was working at a restaurant in Boston for an awful person, but that's not the point. There was a baby <laughs> shrieking in the restaurant and this old- What's the point of babies? Uh, to, to overpopulate the earth <laughs> and frack it and then cause earthquakes in Oklahoma. They I are little know. frackers. The world's crazy right now. So Donald Trump is currently like, I think he's just he's like live on lighting TV. the environment on fire. He's right. He's- desiccating all of our national parks and then lighting them on fire. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um it's an exciting time to be almost dead. Ellie's, <laughs> Ellie's already on fire. Uh, goodbye. It's We've, falling into the ocean. Every fucking year we forget to moisten LA. <laughs> no, but this year they've had rain. They had a winter. Did they? Yeah, Well, then I'm totally Ellie's out of ideas. I thought we should just moisten it more. No, no well, you know, <laughs> I'll go there. Bring my naturally glistening complexion. Wait, so what happened with the baby? Was shrieking and then this old woman, I think she was Jewish, um, said there's two reasons that babies scream like that. Oh, God. They're either hungry or they're rotten. <laughs> that baby is rotten. <laughs> and I was so happy because I was thinking, this little baby is a fucking asshole. 
<laughs> but I think that's true about people too. It's true about students. It's true about people that come into restaurants. Some people, not most I would even say, but sometimes you just meet somebody and you know that they are fucking rotten as hell. Mm, 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 mm. There was one regular that came into this restaurant I work at and he and his wife were very wealthy. Um, and they would order an obscene amount of food. Like, like $400 sometimes for one person. What? I'm not even making this up. How do you even do that? You order a bottle of wine for yourself. You Uh. order like drink after drink and you don't drink them all. Like he just, it was, it was a crazy, like a mental illness consumption. Okay. But I will never. How do you tip? Um... But he was very wealthy, so he bought things. I'm not impressed by people's generosity. That doesn't indicate to me whether you're a good person anymore. Because uh-huh. now I see people that tip very well because uh-huh. they think that they can buy you. Because they think that they own you. Because they think that you're... So, yes, at the end of the day, that benefits me just the same sounds, as if you have good intentions. Sounds terrible. But, no, but think about it, Karen. Because it really does... You talk about this a lot with the way people speak. Mm. It's all about the intent, not about the words. Right, 100%. So getting a 50% tip doesn't feel good when somebody's a fucking cunt giving it to you. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know what? But it still pays my bills. That's what I'm saying. Words don't pay the rent. Words, mm, no, but they do pay a sort of rent. Like, I mean, it's a similar thing. Like, you're putting, that's a deposit in you to get all Kate Wolfie about it. Like, people's words to you are things that stay with you, right? Like, we just saw Beauty and the Beast. We just spent the whole day. But that movie is six hours long, it's by the way. It's literally 17 <laughs> hours long, and about two of them are in- entertaining. Um, and it's the parts that you remembered from the movie. It's the words that you remembered from the movie because they mm. were deposited I in you. I felt, you know what? It's so crazy to watch a kid's movie again as an adult because you, like, the weird chills of, like, where they put do you remember just like being slightly creeped out by like really mainstream shit like do you know what i'm saying like in the part in beauty and the beast where they're like um you know the beast like whatever he was a dick to the enchantress and so she put the spell you know the the beast spell on him and then the castle got all decrepit and worst of all like everybody forgot about him like that's the part i was like oh this is for children that's so crazy but i don't remember like, them forgetting about him we can't talk neither, about this because we have to go to a podcast i know i know, I know. we're gonna but be on brandon so, collins wasn't that podcast. so uh child like a thing that would get like and then his mommy and daddy forgot all about him <laughs> but a lot of our entertainment kids. was about that like Creepy home alone shit, yes yeah being i remember forgotten still being a little bit adults. fucked up like little kids movies like that that's not unique They're to a little bit uh, adult. movies. Like, that's the way children's stories are often told. Like, there's the German Dr. Seuss who's, like, every story ends with, and then the child tried to eat a cookie that the mother said not to, so it lost its entire arm. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like, everything ends horribly. They must have had, like, well-behaved kids, though. Um, yeah, I mean, with it was really stories. easy to get them to kill to... six million Jews. So there you go. That's See? pretty well-behaved. Amazing behavior. Yeah. I, my mom used to keep me in line with horror stories about certain shit. Strangers was one, and for some reason, I don't if, I don't know if this is a 90s thing or if it's just, just my parents, but they were obsessed with making sure we didn't fall out of a moving car. <laughs> Can I just tell you how much of my childhood was devoted to hearing stories of kids who leaned on the door <laughs> and fell out <laughs> on a highway? It was always on a highway. Like, how much time did we spend on a highway? Like, none. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember my friends. The Tutkos, Renata and Julia, their mother was like Russian, I think Russian. Um, and they were like a hilarious, crazy immigrant family at my high school. And I we, I took a ride home from the mother and nobody would wear a seatbelt and wouldn't let me wear a seatbelt. And I was like, I have heard times when the car gets hit and you get thrown from the car. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so you never wear a seatbelt? I can't do her accent, but whatever. The point was, she never let her kids wear seatbelts because in no, case they on. got hit, they might get thrown from the car and that would save your life. That's fucking batshit. It's so amazing. <laughs> it's so beautiful. They were a hilarious family. They were like a really funny family. I think Renata's a stand-up comic in Boston, actually. That's cool. Someone Google her. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, said no one. <laughs> and people stopped listening 15 minutes ago when they realized there was no guest. <laughs> we are the show. Welcome, it's us, your best pals. Yeah, but I, I'm like really trying to not be as um, 
much of a fit thrower as I am. <laughs> that's I a lie. I've never really I seen that. you throw a fit except for like a hiss of the hissy variety. Well, that's occasionally the type of fit here. I throw. Yeah, but fine. Who cares? Everybody yeah, but you does. see the type of fit I throw. I don't want to throw those. I mean, so I get really right cunty with Shelby it. on text messages when he mislabels the, the episodes or something like that, right? Yeah, like, but that's also because it's... Yeah, and then I, like, annoy... Like, I mean, but that's, like, the type of, like... That's the type of cunty I get at my other job. But, okay, okay. But we're cunty and home cunty are two different kinds of cunty. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we're cunty can be a totally acceptable, productive part of work. Home cunty is your shit. You're but what's the difference? Because shit. I go to Sweet Green to get a salad last week. I get to the front of the Here line. We go. And they tell me that it's <laughs> cashless when I pull out cash. I'm, oh, my God. I know. We've been talking about it. It wasn't the other week. It was weeks ago. We've been talking about this for weeks. Well, it feels like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I can never go back in there because I literally threw a fit. Did you really? I, I threw don't a fit. believe I was like, that your fits are that thrown. I don't believe it how much of a fit could you possibly throw in sweet green you're like a good person who doesn't shame people at work um it's not I, the cashier's fault that they don't take cash but i yelled at her did how but, but yell how i'm not i can't eat that what am i supposed to do <laughs> how are you cashless that's illegal oh you're that it's guy? not illegal yes i'm 100 percent that guy um all right yeah then i guess keep it under control you do have a little bit of a rage in you don't you a lot oh yeah, my god i'm yeah. trying to get rid of it like when i reconnected with my family after they like disowned me for almost a decade there we go it took some work to get through <laughs> but we're almost like we're getting closer to a decade of being reconnected so like that rage is like finally like i have rage gone. when i was like two months old but that's like it. it sticks with you i mean you... my mother beat us like she was an immigrant because her mother was an immigrant and they got beaten in the mm. old country. Like, it was just like they brought the old world here and my mother just didn't lose it. She lost it, like, a lot. But, like, I think my grandmother, like, actually took the rolling pin to my mother. No. Whereas my mother would just, like, kind of slap us around. Uh -huh. So, like, I, I just grew up in, like, a fiery, angry, violent Irish house household. So I'm, like, always angry. But I'm always ready to have a fight. You are. It's so funny. You really are, like, of two minds. Because you are a very combative person that doesn't back down from anything, really. Not like not a thing that's like a straight up throwdown, you know. No, but I also like people because it, I'm exactly. I was raised Irish, right? And we love but also because you're like you're a person who loves people, like you just are that. Well, I, what you were describing about like Kate Wolf, one of the reasons one of my favorite episodes to do was the Kate Wolf episode was just like she has that spirit, mm. that like God thing, whatever you call it, that thing that like you can connect to somebody instantly when they have that, when they're in touch with that, when they're honest. Yes, totally. And um, it's a really nice thing to ex encounter. Because it's a thing that's based on recognition and not trying to, like, puzzle you out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if, when you can feel when someone's looking at you and recognizing things in you and, at, you know, and seeing the similarities also to them. That's really what it is. It's like you see that someone kind of gets you on a certain level right away because they see, like, do you know what I mean? They see themselves reflected back. Totally. And the thing is, is that, like, the, the different hats that we wear necessarily shade the way that we are going to interact with people so like if i'm literally physically wearing like a hairnet and working in a kitchen you're going to speak to me differently than if i'm a bartender well dressed behind the bar or if i'm a famous person coming in to eat like everybody gets treated according to what uniform they're wearing right. and that is something that like you go back like we're reading people's history like you go back and you think about the fact that like the Indians were all naked. They didn't have on these clothes. Is that true? No, not all of them, but a lot of them were. But they and they talk about this how they would stand nude with with no shame, especially when they would like capture them, take them back to Europe, and try to make them slaves, and they would put them on display. The Indians didn't know to be ashamed of being naked as people were looking at them and sizing them up to buy them as slaves. So, anyway, my That's point. That's beautiful. <laughs> my point in saying that is like. You know, working in a restaurant, like, lately, I've just been feeling like, A, the physical labor of it is just exhausting. But totally. what's cool about, like, the women that I work for is that they don't, like, they're naked. Where They, 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 cre they create, even though we wear, like, oh God, really totally. beautiful uniforms, actually, like, impeccable. They have the best taste. But, like, they're, they're cleaning shit up off the bathroom floor mm -hmm. when it overflows. They're not telling the Mexican guy to go do it. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, I totally know. There's this, um. It's leveling really good book uh it's like part of a series like a trilogy or something but the book that i can't remember the other one it's called rainbow's end by Werner vinge or something <sighs> you know i like don't know how to pronounce the last name but anyway um it's like in the future and 
everybody, it's called wearing. So it's like there's this virtual reality overlay that's over your actual reality. So you kind of see, and there's certain ones that are really popular. So you get the like medieval one or whatever, and then everything around you kind of transforms to be that. Objects are still objects, but you're just seeing it with this like, like reality interface, right? It's like through contacts and it's in your clothes. So like to send a message or whatever, you can like flick your sleeve and then, do you know what I mean? Like imperceptibly do all these things. Like, do you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, that's like what you're talking about though. Certain people don't wear, right? Like certain people like just see the naked world. They see the objects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like kind of a choice. But, and I think that those people, in my experience, like the people that I interact with at like a high level are in three parts of my life, people that are doing very well. In my theater job, the artistic director of my theater company, doing race wars with Kurt and Sherrod and then working for these two women who are all performing <coughs> in different yes. industries. I mean, I'm right here, but yeah. And the, thing, and the thing about all of these people who are in my, in my or, or people who I kind of look to as like models, um, they're naked. They mm -hmm. they they don't they don't have the overlay. That's exactly it. That's a really good way to put it. I kind of oh, want to read book that is book. So good. I you can borrow. It sounds it. Westworldy, which um, I haven't really watched. Mm, I watched not, like not half quite. of it. Yeah, I'm into Westworld, but forgot about it. Mm -mm. Yeah, I kind of forgot about it too until you were just describing like medieval. I went to western. It's um no, this book is so good. Rainbow's End. It's called. Okay. Yeah, it's great. But um, that's my cousin and my uncle's band's name. Really? In yeah, literally. <laughs> Rainbow's End. They're like an Irish band. Oh, so it has nothing to do with the... No, because you know rainbows aren't gay. It's an Irish thing. I like know, rainbows are that. like, yeah, at the end of the rainbow is the pot of gold. Right, That's but where the leprechaun brings you. Okay, but why... Wait, wait, wait. Okay, for... wait, wait. I didn't think gay people had invented rainbows. No, 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 I know. But it's not just a gay <laughs> thing. Like they, they, For them, it's although they have a gay in the family. I don't same. understand. Wait, wait. Okay, where did... Why is the rainbow... Oh my God, yeah, that's my cousin who doesn't speak flag? to me because of the election. Wait, he what? He sent me a message and told me that I should. I, I hope I'm proud of myself. And I told him to because go fuck himself. Because you voted for Jill Stein in New York? I know. Shut up, My cousin. gay cousin. My gay cousin, too. Gay cousin. Get it together. My other gay cousin unfollowed. Up. I have another gay cousin who unfollowed me at some point since the election. It's so funny how the gay community me. disowns you entirely the way that every community has disavowed me. But they're in my family. I it's know. not only other two gays. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we had just a new one come out recently. Hey, Tony. Mazel tov. Hey, it's welcome. Tony. Welcome to the family. <laughs> um, yeah, but that is true. Two of my gay cousins unfollowed me. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I God, mean, in a sense, it's kind of that. sweet, right? Because everybody's so politically like gives a shit. Do they? No, no, no. I go into this fucking you're right. bar the no, other they night. Don't. No, they, they don't. No, they don't. They don't give a shit about that. No, no, you're right. They don't care that I voted. They were upset. I get it. But they were looking to scapegoat because that's what we do because you don't want to see people as Completely. people. Completely. Yeah. They wanted, like, the, this is what's so annoying is everybody wants to be the hero, but no one wants to confront an actual problem. So they confront someone who's not a problem, who's also not intimidating, they think. Do you know what I'm saying? And they're like, I'll take them down. It's not useful to come after you. Like, you're not the problem. Well, I also don't know why anybody thinks it's a good idea to come after me on social media. Like, I'm not going to respond. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't think that that's like... I mean, if you want me to respond, I'm not going to be a monster about it. But, like, what are people saying to you that's so bad? Um, No, nothing anymore. Like, right after the election, people, like, it was pretty intense. I got, like, a bunch of messages. Really? Yeah, well, I was kind of an asshole, though. This is the thing. I can't say don't come for me. <laughs> but I put up things like, like, when it was clear at 2 a.m. that Trump was going to win, oh, I changed my Facebook status to, like, as a Stein voter, I understand a lot of you want to hear from me right now. <laughs> JK, love you guys. Because I, I was oh scared. Oh, my God. I know, but everybody can just grow up. I mean, here's the thing. Jill Stein, please come on our podcast. Oh, Jill Stein. Jill Stein. We know you're not that busy. Pledge allegiance to the Russian flag. Um, I... I I I've been called an apologist for Trump and I that is a misreading of my actual stance on him but I am like much more alarmist right now. That was so crazy just now. Like every fucking day it's a fresh thing that we like every day I look down at the phone. Just now you're talking and about it's we were just a nightmare. watching yes, CNN just for watching 2 seconds. Him. It was live. He's signing away EPA whatever like it's a fucking nightmare. Rick Perry's in charge of the environment. Like I don't understand how this happened. I don't we were telling John like our producer Scott Pruitt is 
in charge it's, of the environment. I can't believe it happened so fast. I don't know what the fuck's going on. It all of a sudden turned into a brand new, distinct, like you see the line in the sand era of being alive. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. That like future generations are going to learn about the time that started changing starting now. And it's only been fucking 68 days. It's so crazy. How did this happen? Every day. Has it always been like this? part of the the problem though? Because we did laugh a lot. No, but we did. To laugh after we got elected. It was so so funny. funny. I mean, it's (laughs) so funny. I know, I know, But people got annoyed with us. Who's that? Heather? Heather, are you the one? No, who's the one that kept coming at us? Not Heather. Hey, Heather. Heather's one of our (laughs) listeners. There is somebody who was Came at us. It wasn't Heather. Heather's Always being like, Heather, you are very cunty on social media <laughs> constantly. <laughs> she, I unfollowed, no, I blocked her on the what? day of the election. Why? What did Heather do? Well, I didn't remember that on our Trump episode, I like had said something about like death threats, receiving death threats, and then she sent me one on social media. Wow. No. And I didn't realize was it a she joke? was. Yeah, she was joking, but okay, she didn't okay. like identify herself as a listener to the podcast. Okay, I don't okay. remember what I say <laughs> until I listened to it and I hadn't listened to totally. it yet. Totally. Um, anyway, long story short, what's up, Heather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> You're our any whole uh, listener of the week. I mean, I don't know what you look like. No, she's pretty. She's very pretty. Really? Yeah, yeah. Who, well, I haven't gotten into female any whole. Oh, no, that's true. Ivanka, I had to apologize. So, yes. yeah, I've been really, Publicly. really, been really, really heteronormative with my any whole. I've just been like, Jared, 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 uh, daddy. Uh. But um, I would like to extend the daddy to Ivanka as well, the daddy franchise, because it was, I, because why the hell not? Yeah. I think Ivanka's super hot and talented and like you know what girl double the any hole make it a family thing totally Tommy you know how you're so so busy oh my god I can't I barely have time to eat okay so here's what you can do to make food easily fresh at home using only what you need ready tell me okay it's called blue apron so what it is is they send you a box full of all the stuff that you need to cook an amazing meal for two or four people or however big your Family is, okay? And it's all perfectly portioned out. So you don't have any leftover anything, okay? You had me a box. (laughs) And what it comes down to is under $10 per person for an amazing meal. It's guaranteed fresh. Check check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash unhireable. Oh, what is it? Slash what? Did you get that? It's blueapron.com slash unhireable. You are going to love how it feels and how it tastes to create these amazing home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. It is seriously really dope, so don't wait. So, ready? Tell me. Blueapron.com slash unhireable. Slash unhireable. Blue Apron. It's a better way to cook. So back to you not being an apologist for Trump. Right. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) it's, um, I I guess to a I, I don't I'm not even like in this game enough of like commenting on politics to even be an apologist for anybody, I feel. But um I'm also not apologizing. Like my thing was never rationalizing things that he well, it's probably not true. No, yeah. We I, both I think, tried I think, to I think a lot of no, people. No, no, it wasn't apo- it wasn't apo- no, no, it's not apology. Here's the thing. People take my stances and like my opinions that come out of me as being defensive of Trump in some way, but the only, the, I just don't feel the need to state the obvious constantly. And that's why it seems like I'm always, does that make sense? Like, I don't feel the need all the time to be like, well, this shit's scary. We are, we need our health insurance. And uh, it would be really great if the oceans didn't boil away in our lifetimes. Like, fucking obviously, for fuck's sake, I just can't believe someone would hear me speak or for two seconds or read. I mean, Twitter sucks dick. I fucking hate Twitter. I love Contextless Twitter. garbage. Thank you for following me. But, <laughs> But uh, to say that I'm like I think that's totally cool is such a like intentional misreading of what I would say, and that's part of the problem. Like if you're calling me a Trump apologist, you're the fucking problem. This is where coming you get cunty. Me, coming after me is the wrong tactic. I am not the problem. I am not the enemy. I'm on your side. I'm. I also don't want the world to fall apart. So don't straw man me. You're not helping shit. You're not helping your own fucking cause, which by the way is our cause of like being alive happily for a while. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I- I'm not apologizing for shit. The thing is people are overzealous and they're super dogmatic. Even people that I admire and look up to like and who are very rational when you speak to them face to face like 
outwardly can be very, um, I think, kind of almost small-minded about this whole Trump thing. People, like, truly the winds who are like, but he's basically retarded. It's the same thing that they were saying about George W. Bush. Here's the thing. I think he has dementia. Okay, but, I don't. I don't think that that's far-fetched. Okay, but I'm talking about during, his, during he, his presidency. People are like, he's so stupid. Okay, for, here's he's the thing. smart, but he's, he's not, not literate. That's fine. That's fine. But, well, he's and probably I'm not borderline that, literate, but I don't think I'm, he reads. But I'm not saying that he's some kind of genius. I'm just saying, what a cheap, stupid argument to make. Well, he's so stupid. First of all, um, who the fuck are you? Who appointed you smart to comment on everybody else's fucking smarts? And second of all, um, he did kind of successfully get himself elected president. I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all of even achievements, but I'm saying don't, don't cheapen your cause by being like, no, he's so dumb it's beneath me. Well, it's the fucking president, so let's maybe get over that hurdle and just focus on what's coming up next, like what we can do and how we can save our shit. Do you know what I mean? All these super easy art, like who gives a shit if he's dumb or not? Who cares? What's what's the yeah, point? Yeah, no, I okay, so I do, I I, I hear you. No, I, I and really the thing, do. You know, hear the you. pussy grabbing thing when everybody was so bad. Can we out of stop shape? grabbing oh back though? He, Can we stop grabbing back? I think it's so fucking he nasty. He admitted that he assaults people. I mean, c- no, he didn't. Give me a fucking break. That's oh, what I I'm, disagree with that's you. What I'm ta- no, no, that wasn't him admitting to assaults. No, that n- no, the way he said that, it, it bordered. I'm going to completely disagree with you because the way he said oh that, he sounded. Oh, my God. No, no, no. He really did sound like he was speaking from experience. Like, you know, no, like, listen, you can just walk up and grab a woman's pussy. I do it all the time. He didn't say that, but that was the tone. You talk about the intent. What I heard when he was saying that was like, hey, you just do it. He wasn't joking. See, that's not what I heard in his voice. What I heard was a guy who uh, has a huge chip on his shoulder no matter what, no matter how many women or how much money or how many buildings or anything. Obviously, he has this huge deficit all the time. And when he's in front of people who are pop culture like statement makers or whatever, like, you know, like, like Billy a, Bush. Yeah, he's like a pop culture yeah, like yeah. liaison. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. He wants, he wants to be the cool kid. He really does. And Donald Trump has never been the cool kid. And that's his fucking chip that he's got. You ever see like old pictures of him? He's like such a fucking nerd his whole life. He's like an un- he looks like his own sons who are just like the biggest like doughy loser. There's people. that picture of Donald Jr. holding an elephant's. Uh, I don't want to see that's it. That's so No, no, no. Awful. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. An elephant's trunk. It's no, like. No, 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 no. This horror. That's so cruel. That's so. Oh. It's like so evil. To, honestly, to murder an elephant is incredibly evil. Have you ever seen one? Mm, uh, in per- I mean, I've been to zoos. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're the most magnificent creatures. They're very intelligent and sensitive. And you see it. And they're family. It's, it's really upsetting. But they're family. Know. They're family animals. Like, you can completely <sighs> I see know, that. I know, I know, I know. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, no. That's just awful. Yeah. It's just awful. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I mean, it is. It's horrific. And I do think that we probably made lighter of it than we are making of it now because at the time it was sort of like what the fuck is going to happen and we but you know what i process but here's the thing i grief right away here's what i'm here's my theory right i think we're watching someone and i think it's more than a theory i think we're watching someone learn how to do the job literally in front of our faces so it could be okay do you think here's the thing do you think it could be okay um okay look if the question is from this node of the present out to all the possible future directions, is there a path towards it being okay? Yes, I would say there are many possible futures in which it could be okay. I think that there's more likelihood that it might not be okay. However, I think what probably will happen is it's gonna be some of this, some of that. Like some things aren't gonna be great and they're gonna take us a long time to undo. I suspect this EPA thing is one of them. This is gonna, because once you loosen those regulations, it's real hard to rein them back in. Yeah. But with other things, for example, like the the healthcare thing, right? It failed and he was like, I'm open to talking to Democrats. Like maybe, maybe they'll like fix healthcare. Like maybe they'll fix it and do a bipartisan thing. Like, wouldn't that be amazing if he was the guy to do that? Maybe he'll, that will be his crowning achievement. Maybe he'll solve Israel. I don't fucking know. I don't know. There's going to be some real bad, though. And there's, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he just, like, does something that was worth this. I, I literally cannot imagine any path forward where he solves Israel. <laughs> <laughs> I really cannot. Right, because that's our job. Um, that is what we're here for. <laughs> I mean, I'm not joking. I'm, your I'm literally here to solve literal Israel. mortal enemy, Donald Trump. <laughs> when it comes to Israel, I just think, um, yeah, I mean, I think what uh, I think the more likely future is one in which uh, he provokes a uh, war, tr- like tremendous war, like a traditional war. I think like tremendous between. 
I don't really know where it's gonna happen. I don't know. I just I think that the potential is like really scary. Maybe you're China and like the South China Sea. I don't or fucking whatever. know. Or if he like does lean into this one state thing in Israel, like what happens after that? Like, I don't know. He's he's a really scary, scary person. I'm just like terrified. I have a lot all of fucking time. anxiety. Like my anxiety is the frenetic pace of everything happening. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. I like can't remember what's happening. Like, I I have been, I spend, like, all day when I'm working at home, like, I'm, I have the news on in the background. I just, like, I need to because I don't know what's going on otherwise. I always have my, all my alerts on on my phone. And I'm, it gives me so much. I get a million every day. I wake up to it. I go to sleep to it. Like, I can't. It's it's too much. It's too fucking much. Too fast. Yeah. And it's just a lot. And it's I feel totally out of control of it at this point, right? I feel like. I'm praying, right? Like, what the shit is this? I feel totally powerless and out of control with this. I think probably tons of people feel that way. I just, like, don't feel good all the time. And I feel like I have a choice right now, right? I can either just be anxious for fucking four years or eight years or whatever, and it's just, like, going to really suck and not go away. Or um, I can just choose not to be. I'm trying to, like, choose not to be. Because once you choose not to be, you just, like, relinquish this thought that you have control because you don't. I, I like. I don't know what the right thing to do is. I think fighting is but what how, but I'm doing. But my question is how. But I'm fighting whenever I see because this is what's happening. Is I'm feeling the same thing you're feeling, and I think what's at the root of it for me, I like. I I am crying walking around New York City, kind of on the reg, and it's not like I'm like sobbing or anything, but like. I can't stop crying. Oh my God, I cry at yoga every day. It's so, like, I, you know, I think that's why I run so much because it's like I need to cry in peace. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it's like when I'm out for a run, I'll just start crying and yes. it like is cathartic and I like. I get, I'm on a hair trigger of tears. I really am. Me like too. a thing will just fucking go. And it's not like I'm sobbing for hours or whatever. Like I'll kind of get over it in a sec, but I really am always about, I'm like always about to be in tears. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think part of it is the nature of the place that I work, but like that sounds so dramatic. the restaurant that I work at, uh, it is, it is so busy. I can't stress to you how, how, it, how the pace of I believe you. movement there at yeah, the end of these long forget. shifts. Mm, I know. Cause I'm like, Oh God, I'm but I like, I'm good at projecting calm on the outside, but on the inside, I'm like going to die. But the point that I'm going to make, it could be that the nature of that. But I also think that what? the world is moving at this pace, even though like the restaurant is, is like that, a well, winning team question. and the United States is maybe a losing team right now. But that's my question. Has it always been this fucking fast pace? No, okay. I don't think so. And not that I've experienced, um, but I'm 34. So I don't know. Let's talk to somebody older, maybe next week um, and see if they think it. Uh, and then my point is, is that like three separate, coworkers have like at the end of the night just talking not talking about anything even that intense mm. wow. have just like almost started to cry and i, I just you, see right that a lot in like um a january at the end of january i had my show at old man hustle that i was hosting and um it like was a, a really great show and it was this really cool vibe in the room and this girl afterwards i was almost late to my next box this girl started crying at the end of the bar just like crying tears i was like hugging her and talking to her and, and it was like her and her boyfriend were there and she was like freaked the fuck out and sad for people like it was crazy and i remember i got into a cab right after that on the way up here to stand up new york to do a spot and the cab driver was like freaked he was like a muslim guy like it was crazy it was so fucking crazy yeah, yeah people are people are shook yeah, and but for me, you asked why do I think fighting is okay? No, I, no, I said how do you? Like, oh, how, how does it work? Not, not why is it okay? Yes, how? It's whenever I see somebody being dishonest, um, and I don't mean telling a lie yeah, or yeah, saying yeah, yeah. something that's factually inaccurate. You mean being disingenuous. Uh, yeah, just or or having a bad intention, mm. willfully having a bad intention to mislead something, yes, yeah, or to manipulate a situation. I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. Um, at the restaurant that I work at, uh, I don't know if I should talk about this actually. Why? I, what? Actually, I don't care. I, I work with a woman who, um, is an incredibly aggressive person, okay. um, and is like incredibly manipulative and sneaky and, and makes life really difficult for a lot of, a lot of people. And, um, I saw her, I, I, she's abusive to another coworker. Like I think her behavior toward, verbally um, abusive, um, toward a man. 
who's okay. much bigger than she is. Okay. It's kind of like you and me. Okay. So let's get that visual. So verb verbal, like she's not like striking people. No, she's never striking okay, people. Okay. No, okay. No, no. But right. like, I think she's verbally and she's like, it, you know, it's the thing of like trying to fuck with somebody's paycheck. Mm, not evil. literally, but you no, know what I mean? No, it's fucked up. Yeah. You know is. what I mean? Right. So I saw her like flipping out on him, getting big arms like in the back and like being really aggressive with him and like waving her finger in his face. And he is this like very quiet guy, mm. um, sensitive, gentle, very gentle. Um, and then later in the evening, the manager said, all right, you and he need to go fold napkins next to each other. And you? Oh, her and him. Yeah. To this woman. And I heard the woman say, I just don't really feel safe sitting next to him. And that to me, but that to me, I'm going to tell you why that was so offensive. It's the same thing about like the Jamie Kilstein thing. where It's not the same thing because this is actually lying. I don't think anybody lied about Jamie Kilstein being a, a fucking creep. Yeah. But it was that nobody would say he was emotionally abusive. He was, he, it, it was just predatory yeah, it was right. it was it was manipulating the situation so that people could care about it and it's the same sort of idea but actually taken to the evil extreme here where i don't feel safe you're capitalizing on this system that oppresses women mm-hmm. and using it for your own advantage there's so much of that though there's to so get much out of, of doing that what in you comedy want. also there's like i was just going through this with one of my male friends who I can't, he's a comic, but I'm not going to name him on here because it sucks. And a female comic that he went on a couple dates with and they hooked up once or twice, but didn't fuck. And um, she ended up kind of cutting it off and um, kind of suddenly and abruptly. And he thought they had this connection and he, um, they went back and forth and he said something dumb at one point and he was like, let's just like fuck and get it over with. And she was like, oh my God, no, like this is harassment, whatever. And he was like, no, 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 I think you're like misunderstanding my tone. It was a silly, immature, like stupid thing. But really this was just a conversation between two people who'd hooked up and now no longer want the same thing, right? So she's like, leave me alone. I've been telling you to leave me alone and I'm gonna take this public if you don't leave me. He's like, this is crazy. Like I, I'm t- I'll totally leave you alone. I've just tried to explain myself. Like you've not been asking me to leave you alone, but I will leave you alone. She goes, if you even send one more text, I'm gonna publish these text messages. He's like, so he didn't send anything. So she posted a thing on Facebook and then followed up posting his name and was like, this guy has sexually harassed me. Like, it's not assault, but I like don't feel safe in his presence. This whole thing. He's really freaked about it. Really freaked. I talked to him. So she ended up like posting the text messages later. Right. And he's really like uh, really upset about this. Um, and the text me- private text messages between two people never look good to the outside. Right. Especially like it, it's it's really kind of fucked up to do that. Uh, when there you don't look good being the publisher, you no, you never do. You do totally. not. Look it's good. so tacky. It's so awful. Totally. And on like, I mean, I'm probably gonna do it at some point in my life because I'm a hypocrite. But I would no, but that's my one thing. Like, I'll never cry. Actually, I'll never know. do that. There's no, some I things that are, just, that are just private. No, I wouldn't. No, but, if somebody's um, being like a complete cunt. I would do it. Yeah, but that's there's a difference. This was like an intimate thing. So she does publish Well, them. she thinks, yeah. But okay. it's the, I don't know the that comments were of people that I know. Like the comments were. Um, really a kind of upsetting. People were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Nobody knows what happened except what she said and then these out-of-context text messages that are private, right? Believe her, Karen. But that's the thing. People, oh my God, it's so fucked up. I'm so sorry. And then I guess word had gotten around about this post and whatever. And she goes, I guess somebody's been po- uh, sharing this post and I feel like I'm in, in fear of my life now because he knows where I live. And that shit, she created that it. shit's a lot. That's a lot. That's fucked up. And that that's that kind of crying wolf makes every woman who's actually harassed. Who is the woman that did this? If this is public, I I can't I can't because it's I I don't want to like he doesn't I think I told him and I how to, long like, ago stick was this? Just like this past week, but I, he was like, how do I call people and explain myself? I was like, no, you did the right thing. By Are you telling sure me. you really believe you you one hundred percent believe his version of events? Well, this is someone I've known for a while. Um, I believe that he was, I think that he was, uh, okay, I don't think that anything went to the level of harassment. I don't. And I think that her saying she feels unsafe is a massive overstatement. Do you think that she asked him repeatedly? Do you think he's telling the truth about her not asking him repeatedly? So he sent me the whole text exchange literally in, in order from the time that it begins to the time that it ends. I mean, he could have deleted things. That's the argument no, no, people it, will say. He, that's true. That's true. He yeah. could have. But the text all made sense. And 
anyway, whatever. I, I don't think you can delete other people's text messages, can you? Yeah. No, maybe you can. Yeah. Well, anyway, yes, of course, it's totally possible. But anyway, I'm look, I'm, I'm not saying that, um, I'm not saying that she didn't have a reason to be upset with him at all. I can't tell anybody to be upset or not upset, right? It's a personal thing. I don't think that he harassed her to the degree that he had to be outed publicly. And I think that her doing that makes real victims of harassment reluctant to come forward. I mean, because she that could be one. She could be one. A real victim. Okay. She definitely could be, but if she's not, right? I'll I'll I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll 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 follow along here and say if she's not, I agree with you, totally. I mean I I but I and I think that it happens, and I think it happens more subtly than this though. Totally. Like what you're doing is what you're doing. What you're explaining is a very cut and dry. This is fucked up. You you know what you're right. You're right. Listen, I really don't have a way of knowing that she was utterly unharassed. I don't. It, it, she totally could have been, yes. But I guess what disturbs me is that there's her... Uh, look, you can be harassed in it. I think that it has to be kind of extenuating for you to take it public with somebody's name. That's I think that's, for me, a big deal. Maybe I'm crazy and maybe other people see it totally different. Like, it's not a big deal. But I think that's actually kind of a big fucking deal. Well, okay, so I To put somebody's name out there like that. No, 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 listen. I worked at a rape crisis center with this woman who always struck me as, like, A, a raging narcissist, and be a little bit disconnected from reality. But she was very, That's very, very mm-hmm. popular mm. in like the sci-fi community. Incredibly popular in the sci-fi community. Okay. Um and like, you know, that the What's the, the geek, sci-fi community. Like fantasy, geek, con type stuff. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Um, doing like, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dressing gotcha. up like wizards. Right, right, cosplay or, um, or whatever. Yeah. So she was in a polyamorous uh, situation. She had a daughter that she was raising. Um, like she used to be a stripper. That's one of the first things she told me when I met her. Okay, cool. At the rape crisis center. Okay. Literally, I I only have ever heard her speak about herself though. Okay. I've literally, only ever heard her talk about herself, and then like really like self-aggrandizing ways. So she kind of like I always liked her because I liked everybody I worked with there and everybody I encountered because I was like you're all doing good work and like everyone's dealing in their own way. And it was like really an interesting way to meet like lots of different feminists. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's where I like got my feminist education was working with rape crisis support people. Go on. Um, but this one always struck me as a real oddball. Yeah, okay. I'd even, and, and I didn't like tabling with her, like when we go to, because I didn't like the way she would talk to people. I thought it was like really like kind of like actually border crossing. Like she wasn't, she wasn't good with people. Mm-hmm. She just wasn't. Anyway, so she's in this like situation and um, she posts on Twitter one day. Uh, so give me the name of a comic. I don't know, whatever. Robin Williams, because I see his picture right behind you. Robin Williams is her boyfriend. She's married to Eddie Murphy, okay? Um, She says that Robin, on Twitter, last night Robin Williams raped me. The boyfriend or the husband? The boyfriend. Okay. And then proceeds to detail exactly how he raped her and like step by step what's happened. And then she, I was triggered by this. I was completely fucking triggered by this. Okay. And it was because. But did she get raped what happened um yeah, she said that he, she told him no and he continued to have sex with her That's like they had start they were fighting and then they i think started to hook up and then she said no and he continued to have sex with her okay so that's what that is yeah that's rape yeah um but she she outed him in this way that i found really disturbing why what do you mean like it was like what? What do you mean? What What did you think was the intent behind it that disturbed you? That wasn't just reporting an assault. Um, I guess like the, ultimately, I didn't believe her. I believed that she felt that she was raped, but I didn't believe that what she was describing constituted uh, a rape. I, I I mean I I I guess it's not that I don't believe that she. I, I guess I don't believe that she really like said no. Mm. I found it to be really vindictive. Cause she then went on like a campaign to bring him down and like would post constant updates about like the legal stuff. She pressed charges? She was getting all this attention. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. This guy, it's all over the internet that he raped her by her. Like she put that all over the internet. And I get it because like women have to do that. But this is a woman who'd survived multiple assaults in her life. And that is true. Once you 
are a rape survivor, the likelihood is that you will be raped again. Really? No. People that are raped more than yeah. No, it's not. What? Yes. The, are there's you a statistic. No. I, I don't know what the reason is, but like it's more likely that you'll be raped if you've already been raped than if you've never been raped. What's the but you, that's just the straight up statistic and it doesn't speak to the reason why? I believe that that's the statistic. I can't remember. It, no. I, I have to look into it, but I'm pretty sure that that's the I think that Maybe that is statistically true. Well, here's the thing, like you put yourself into compromising a, situations. It's such a gray area because I'm not saying rape is a gray area, but that publicly outing people is hard because it's not so clear cut, right? Like you're right, there could be a situation where she feels some type of way about it, but to say that someone fully raped you, you better be fucking sure. Do you know? Well, she was fully sure because she took it to court, so I shouldn't say well, that he didn't rape her. He pro maybe he did. Rape it sounds her. like she was reacting to so, uh, so an assault of some sort. That's that's a lot of to go through the legal process, which is money and time. Two things that no one has enough of, like is so crazy to pursue that and not drop it if n really it didn't happen. Like she must have thought truly that she'd been victimized in some way. And this probably speaks to some deficiency on my part, like some empathy deficiency. Like the fact that this woman was a raging narcissist, the fact that I saw her like in exhibit boundary crossing behavior, and I don't necessarily mean sexually, I just mean like, she wasn't good with people. Well, like, what do you mean though? What, what's boundary crossing behavior not good with Like people? asking too many questions, mm. like when we're, when we're doing like something at a college and talking about rape, talking down to people, like educating everybody about rape. <laughs> right, And it's right. like, not a, like it's a conversation actually. If you want to talk about like rape prevention right, and but sexual she was violence prevention. Yeah, you don't, you don't tell people what it is. Right, I right, mean, there right. is a certain amount of education that has to happen, of course. For sure. But like, it's a conversation because everybody has the capacity to rape and be raped. So everybody's a part of the conversation. It's not like there's this one group <laughs> of women yeah. that controls the conversation. And they have been controlling the response to survivors. And that's – you can't ignore that. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. But, like, the women that work in the rape crisis movement are uh, some of the most amazing people you'll meet. They're completely selfless. They're completely stressed out. A lot of them. It's com it's 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 a sacrifice in the truest sense. You're sacrificing so much of like your soul, mm. of your energy, of the God connection you can give to people, mm -hmm. to people who are really suffering. Right. So like, that's a tremendous person that can do that. However, having said that, it, when you're inside it, when you're inside that world too much, it becomes really rigidly defined. And then like things like I didn't believe that this woman was telling the full truth because I, I, my impression of her was that she was such a narcissist. To be completely honest, I'll yeah, just say the truth. do it. Because I'm tiptoeing around it. I didn't believe her yeah. because I thought she was such a narcissist that she, and I, the way that she engaged the response and the outpouring mm -hmm. was so indulgent, yeah. so self-indulgent that I just, I couldn't believe it. And then even if I did believe her, I still feel like I don't want to see it. There's a lot of that that I see in comedy that's women who want other women to rally around them and not for comedy reasons. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, not for creative reasons, not for industry reasons or whatever, like, not for friendship reasons. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, there, I also see exactly, like, the soaking up of the response. And on one hand, right, like, you get it. If you have been assaulted and you say something and you get the sympathetic response, you have every right to to lean into it, right? Because it's there to support you. However, something feels off sometimes about like the way people are like collecting this kind of sympathy as though it's as though it's a thing that people are just giving to you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's a real one-sided way of taking yeah, that's what, yeah, it's it's a t it's a taking that I'm saying. Does does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm not across the board, not every like and I'm not I I I don't I couldn't even give you numbers. I don't know. But sometimes you just like you get this weird vibe off someone that they're soaking it all in in a way that is confusing the underlying thing. And we're all suffering from that to varying degrees because of social media because we I'm not saying that I wouldn't have the capacity to react like that. I'm totally not. I'm but not it's, saying it's that it's extreme. unrelatable. It's an extreme. I'm just saying that there's something a little bit sociopathic about some of the reactions a little bit and that's what disturbs me, I guess, mm -hmm. because the situation's already disturbing. If you're already talking about the context of harassment or assault, that's already fucked up and you already have my sympathy if that's what happened, right? Or if you feel that that's what happened also, because that, that sucks too, right? 
but no one wants to feel like a sucker, I guess. And there's that feeling of like, well, am I fucking being had? Because that sucks. And you don't want to withhold support from people who need it because you don't want to feel like a fool or whatever. But at the same time, like, I don't want to be the idiot. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's really hard right now because a lot of people are lying and not telling the truth. And I'm not talking about rape anymore. God. <laughs> Are you not. sure you don't want to go hard on rape for the last three minutes? I went back. I went back to the restaurant. That's just sort of where I was thinking. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really, the people that need the sympathy right now are the people who are at risk. And I think like, yeah, we all are to some extent. Well, the people who need it also aren't necessarily speaking up. Exactly. This is my And point. that's what's so fucked up because people who are like super for real, like down in it, um, aren't always the ones who are going to like put it all out there for public consumption. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like feeding. It's like a weird feeding that like feels like it's at everybody's expense. Hey, we just got a weird audience for the end of our rape talk. <laughs> it's not a real Welcome, thing. Guys. Spoiler alert. The thing about rape. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Wait, let them finish coming before they leave. Yeah. Are you guys good? <laughs> You're welcome. Um, all right. Well, we got to jump off. So, okay. If you guys feel like you can visit us on Patreon, you don't have to. We're going to put this out anyway for free because we enjoy it. Um, but Gail and Oprah, <laughs> talk before bed. It's up there. Right. We're gonna um, we're gonna start actually using Patreon now, so um, game on. Yeah, we're also I'm like I'm over all the social. I really am. Like Facebook, I'm over. Twitter is a complete cesspool that I hate. Like I really just want to do this one thing and Instagram, and that's it. Like if you're on Patreon, you want to say something, um, I'm on there. Like I'll say what's up to you, but I just like hate all of it. Yeah, and I am a raging narcissist, so get at me on all my social. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Insta. I'm, I'm on, on Inst Twitty. Insta. Well, Twitty, I'll respond to people, Twitter. but I'm like, and I'll do like the occasional tweet and drop, but like I'm not on there. I just yeah. like I can't be it's so Twitter is the other thing that gives me anxiety I can't handle it I yeah. really can't handle it but anyway what's our Twitter again <laughs> at unhirable show yeah and so is the insti and the email address is at unhirable podcast at gmail.com that's a really good job you just did thank you alright we're gonna jump off bye bye guys Bitches. we love you I don't <laughs>